welcome to the Food Science Snob. Okay, first of all, sorry for like the little mini hiatus. Um, the first week of school literally had me swamped. Like it was crazy, but I'm back and better. And with probably shorter episodes, which I think you guys might enjoy, I get it. I tend to ramble. Okay, to be honest, I was not going to make an episode over this topic, but my dad, y'all, my dad who was honestly the last person I would ever expect to buy a plant-based burger, got suckered in by his favorite fast food restaurant, Burger King, into buying an Impossible Whopper, which, by the way, is like twice the price of a normal Whopper. So, so when my father, the person that I think loves meat and food more than anyone, got this Whopper, I thought it was finally time that I sat down and addressed this topic. So, before you go wait in that long line at Burger King, KFC, Red Ramen, White Castle, your restaurant of choosing to try one of these meat substitutes that are out there, listen to this episode first. Okay, let's get snobby. Let's just jump right in. So, for starters, there are two main companies in this meatless meat battle, Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat. The first company we will dive into solely because it is the meatless vendor for Burger King is Impossible Foods. Now, my feelings on GMOs are probably going to shock the average consumer because, you know what, I love them, you know, just like I love gluten, I love GMOs. Um, I mean, without products like golden rice or most of the corn you consume or soybeans that you consume, The world literally runs on these foods. Like, without them, so many people would be starving and that food scarcity that we're all desperately trying to avoid. Yeah, just imagine how much worse it would actually be without these foods. I mean, honestly, despite common consumer misconception, GMOs and additives are not added just for the fun of it. Food product developers are not evil and they definitely don't want to waste extra time or money adding products to foods that don't benefit them. Like, that doesn't make sense anywhere else, so why would it make sense in the food industry? I've never understood that argument, to be honest, but whatever. Let's get back on track. Why am I talking about GMOs anyways? Well, the Impossible Burger is genetically modified. (gasps) Big shocker. I mean, (laughs) please don't tell me you really thought that plants bleed. So let's just dive in to learn a little bit more about this thing called soy leg hemoglobin that is found in the ingredients list of Impossible Burger. Soy leg hemoglobin, short for legume hemoglobin. The hemoglobin found in a soy or a leguminous plant, which is an iron-containing molecule that is essential for life. The heme in Impossible Burger is made from using a yeast engineered with the gene Did you catch the key word there? Engineered, aka modified, aka GMO. Oh, and this definition is straight from the website. So honestly, like props to them for openly admitting to being a GM food supplier, but please don't be one of those people now who just talks about how GMOs are gonna make us all crazy while chomping down on one of these burgers because I might 
just subconsciously start laughing at the hypocrisy of your self in that moment. Um, oh, and just because you now know that this one is modified, please don't go dissing it because there's nothing wrong with GMOs, people, okay? I will go into a whole episode about that if y'all want, but I'm not going to start ranting now because it could be controversial. And not to mention this meat has to, by the law, by the way, comply with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So just like all modified foods, it is safe to eat. And the Impossible Burger is also gluten-free, kosher, halal certified. So those are all pluses for this burger too. On the other hand, we have the Beyond Burger, which contains no GMOs, is soy-free, gluten-free, and kosher. The Beyond Burger doesn't use heme, but it gets its meatiness from marbling, which is the white fat shakes that you see like in regular beef. But in this burger, it's obviously not real fat. It's replicated using coconut oil and cocoa butter, which create the melt-in-your-mouth texture that you get from meat and this burger. Um, along with the three different types of protein and apple extract that help the red, uncooked meat turn brown. Okay, so now for the answer to the question you really want to know. Are these options a good substitute for everyone? And the answer is, drumroll please. A resounding nah. I mean, if you're like a vegan because of animal rights, saving the environment, lessening your carbon footprint, and all those amazingly awesome, valid, good reasons, then yes. But if you're vegan to be trendy, or because you think it's healthier, then mm, sorry, honey, but no. <laughs> when it comes down to the matter of nutrition, the Beyond Burger, Impossible Burger, and other plant-based meat-like alternatives just aren't that much different than their meaty twins, at least in terms of numbers. I mean, remember, they are so processed, and processed foods will never, ever be as healthy as eating vegetables. But let's dive into the details a little more. So, nutritionally speaking, one of the problems with beef is that it's high in saturated fat, which can raise cholesterol levels and put you at an increased risk of heart disease and stroke when eaten in excess, right? Yes, we all know this. But these meatless burgers are not really the no-brainer they appear to be because they have similar amounts of saturated fat. I mean, six grams in the Beyond Burger and eight in the Impossible Burger, which for reference, a burger with 90% lean beef is about 4.5% or 4.5 grams, sorry, of saturated fat. And a burger with high fat is only nine. So, Honestly, if reducing your intake of saturated fat is the main goal, then choosing one of these burgers is not the beneficial choice. I mean, have you ever heard of a turkey burger, man? Like, that would be a better option. Or even like a grain-based veggie burger because those are only one gram of saturated fat. Now, if the high saturated fat wasn't enough for you, they also have more sodium than traditional beef or even a turkey burger, with 390 milligrams in the Beyond Burger and 370 in the Impossible Burger, they come in higher than a traditional beef burger, which has, on average, 350 milligrams. So, what do you think? Should these meatless burgers become a staple in your diet? As the nutritional facts of meat alternative burgers make clear, these options may not be the best choice, despite the health stigma that surrounds them. I mean, the bottom line is, if you enjoy the taste of these faux burgers, 
and part of your food philosophy includes a vegetarianism or veganism or eating to sustain the environment, then by all means, you should feel free to enjoy the Impossible Burger or Beyond Burger or any other burger or meat of your choice. Because I totally get that if you're like a vegan or a vegetarian, you need to limit your meat consumption or you're even a flexitarian looking to incorporate more plants in your diet, then these options might be your best bet because, let's face it, fast food restaurants are seriously lacking in the meat-free department. But don't kid yourself into thinking that it's better for you than a meat-based burger is all I'm trying to say. Because honestly, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. A substitute. Not better, not worse. Just a different choice. Consider this myth slid. Alright guys, that's it for this episode. I hope I answered all of your questions. I'm your snob, Ariel Carter. I hope you all enjoyed it and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on my social medias. If you want to let me know your thoughts on this week's podcast, you can DM me at Food Science Snob on Instagram or Twitter. I'll talk to all of you guys on my next episode.